This is what? Hard to swallow. Gross. Ooh. She should have put him back on the rack. You can add that to me. Hi, Swallows. Welcome back to Hard to Swallow Podcast. I'm your host, Emery Lavelle J, on Instagram and Twitter as Ain't I Emery. And of course, I'm always showing here with some Negroes I motherfucking know. <laughs> oh. Joining me now is Lyrical Morrow, Instagram and Twitter <laughs> as Lyrical Morrow. Greetings from Mars. Yeah. And also joining me is my lady, my lady, my lady, Lindsay Wagner on Instagram and Twitter as Lens Wax. Hello, everyone. We're so glad to be back. I know, right? It's been a minute. Hey, doll. <laughs> mm-hmm. How's everybody holding up in this lovely month of May? <sighs> well, I'm enjoying the weather. Are you getting your flowers? Yes. I I am, <clears throat> and I'm taking After those Aries showers in April, and I'm taking my allergy medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is just fine. I can give me as many flowers as possible. Yeah. Well, you should be getting your flowers because you out here dropping music videos and shit. Yes. <laughs> This is true. Always have, always will be the goal. Let me tell you something. I slay and I will not fall. You can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Ooh, well. Yeah. Listen, just go to my YouTube channel. Yes. Okay, Definitely go to the YouTube Plenty. channel. <laughs> <laughs> tell us where to find it and tell us about the video and how it was. Um, yeah. Tell us everything. Well, I will comment under this video so you can see my YouTube page. And please subscribe. Please, please. Um, you subscribing. What the hell are you doing then? Okay. Yeah, because there's going to be more of this. Yeah. And comment and like it. Yeah, please. Thank you. <clears throat> but it was really a smooth video to make. I mean, we knew what we wanted to do. We worked with a muralist and um, Aaron. The director is amazing with green screen work. So they just created this little, you know, area of mine, my red, my red city, if you will. And, you know, they played with it, blew it up on green screen. It's great. I love anything, you know, that, that makes me feel like I have to keep looking at the video to the end. Mm-hmm. And that's what this video does for me. I love it. I'm so grateful. The dancers were amazing. They're super young, 20, 21, 22. I love it. I love the youth. They know what it gives, <laughs> you know. And <clears throat> and I also work with the youth that has an appreciation for Janet Jackson because it's not the kind of youth that doesn't have an appreciation with, about Janet Jackson because those youth, they're probably... Um, well, I won't say that, but let's just say <laughs> everyone doesn't have taste. And, and actually, you know, taste, it doesn't have an age. 
No. So, you know, the young ones that know and live for Janet, good for you. The okay. ones that don't, you're sadly mistaken and you won't succeed. Sorry. Um, so in that moment, I was just so excited to, you know, get their ideas and work with them. And, you know, I'm an old bitch, so I live for it all. Um, and been getting great responses to it. I love it. And yeah, that's it. Yes. It was great. Well, you have a lot to be proud of. The finished product is amazing. Amazing. We're so You're proud definitely of in your red era. Thanks, Yes. And I know Emory has a really stern eye when it comes to editing and you know, <laughs> I may be a little hypercritical. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tad. But bitches, but bitches in the ballroom scene, they already built from that. You know, they're already built like that. Except for you know who. But <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm really pleased with this one. I love music videos. So I never want to do anything that's not like quality, like you know who. Have <laughs> <laughs> a nice fucking day. Um, so I'm really glad that, you know, all my peers. Oh! You know what one of my dancers said to me? He said, Did you tell Janet you just released the video? <laughs> That's how young people think, right? Yes. And I'm old talking about I said something else to her, but mm-hmm. didn't say that. What is going on with me? <laughs> but but I do feel like I'm gonna come in contact with her again. And so I'll let you introduce this segment. Because it, <laughs> it is a segment. Yeah. Well, you were talking about Janet, so I had to pull up the fact that you saw her at the Together Again tour. How was that seeing your well, mother? I was, talking about, I was talking about Janet in the first place because when it comes to choreography, she's, yes. the, she's the black print. Okay. Yes. So y'all want you know, they say Michael's the blueprint, Janet's the black print. She showed yeah. the girls how to be sexy with choreography. Let's, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking Girl. about Tina Turner for choreography. I'm talking about Janet Jackson choreography. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so yeah, I went to go see her together again tour in Bristol, Virginia. Um, it's one of those places that's a, it's an outdoor venue. Mm-hmm. And then there's seats. And then behind that, there's a whole grassy knoll. And the girls can pay to be on the grassy knoll. And they just set up the picnic and they set up you know, any type of grill concoction or any type of table, lawn chairs. I mean, it's, I was really losing it. I had never seen anything like that. <laughs> but, <clears throat> um, but there were so many people there. Sold out show, of course. Third row center, me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got the meet and greet package. So, you know, I knew that I was going to, you know, meet her and take a picture. So that's what that picture was, <clears throat> um, me at the show. And, I mean, the show was incredible. I mean, mind you, Janet will be 57 in a few days. Oh, my God. So if you look at my, look, the Whitney Houston smile. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to my Instagram page, you will see a reel where I captured, you know, I mean, she was doing so much. So much 
for almost 57 years old. You girls don't understand. You girls don't understand. And when I say this, I'm talking to myself. Like, you have got to put in the work. The work ethic that this woman puts in is incredible. And even though she's probably to the point of her career where she's giving sweetie, I only practice for three or four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be with my son. I mean, it's just for 57 years old. I mean, it's just even for any age. Mm-hmm. But 57 years old, come on, you bitches are lazy. Mm-hmm. And so I just enjoyed the show so much. I was emotional before the show, so I didn't cry during the show. Or when I saw her, I cried way, I cried in my Uber on the way to meet with my friend Charles to go to the show. I cried there because I'm like, this is about to be, this is about to be something. So uh, if I would say, if you haven't seen Janet live, go do it because the stamina So the tour was a five out of five. Oh, they 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 rearranged. They made a lot of her songs modern. Mm-hmm. They did this fashion scene. It was fabulous. All the dancers are cute. Mm-hmm. Multicultural. I love it. In Valentino. Yes. Bitch. <laughs> so yeah. So my so so my since my birthday, I won't say my age, but since my birthday. It's everything's really been, you know, <laughs> going well. Well, listen, and, I love to see. And you. I'm dropping a song for Pride. Yeah. And this song, I'm not playing with. I'm not playing with these girls or y'all girls anymore. <laughs> We're playing with y'all. It's about to be real aggressive. So. Oh. Aggressive. Well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. You. <laughs> well, look out for new music swallowers. Yes, during during gay pride. Okay. Yes, pride is gonna be filled with a lot of gay shit. Um, I see that. Um, <laughs> what is it? Queen of the Universe, the singing competition is coming back June second. Yes. Um, then we have All Stars Eight, I believe, starting um the end of May. Yes, we also have the what is it? Drag us to dinner or whatever. Drag us to dinner, whatever it is. Yes, drag us to dinner is coming out the last day of May, I believe, as well. So we got a lot of gay shit, and I need all of it. I want it all. I want it all. Well, yeah, yeah. And we're gonna get it all. And swallowers, you heard. You're gonna hear from me first. If you would like to go to DragCon, I will be giving out a free ticket for admissions on Friday and Saturday. If you are watching the show, I will be releasing details on how you can win a chance to go to DragCon for free. (laughs) Well, you might as well choose a bitch that lives in L.A. because DragCon is this weekend. <laughs> it's this weekend. So if you are in LA or on the West right. Coast, right? Yes, if you're in LA on the West Coast or on the Gulf Coast and you are just a traveling <laughs> asshole, because we ain't paying for your flight, we ain't paying for, your, paying for your flight. I don't care or how your you hotel. get there. 
But get here. We if don't you can. offer a package. Absolutely. <laughs> Not but, that package. Oh no. But if you if your um one of your good girlfriends got a um what is it? Not even the buddy pass. It's the other one. What points? It's one pass. If these it's... girls don't if these girls don't flood your inbox for this ticket, I know <laughs> I, I know somebody who you can give it to. I know a bitch I can give it to right now that would love it. But I'm offering <laughs> it to you, my swallowers. Well, let's see how they act. Now hurry let's see up. how y'all act. Hurry there up. There will be some requirements and stipulations. Look out for the details. And it's my love to you, Swallowers. All right. Yeah. So a few announcements. I do want to give a little shout out to Preston. Mitchum. Mitchum. Garcon. Who's on Summer House. Martha's Vineyard. Already. Yeah. Give it to him. Yeah. For those who don't know, he is an accomplished lawyer and advocate, um, but he has been on the show already showing his amazing personality and showing how shady and witty he can be. And I've already seen the articles enjoying his commentary. So if you oh, yeah. are not he watching, already, please tune in. He done already gave the people food for thought. I am so happy he is on this platform. Um, just, you know, refaint, just the fact that during a casual dinner, he was able to reframe something like black excellence and actually say out loud what I've actually have been thinking for some time now. Like, I don't particularly use the term. Um, I don't think I've ever used the term really. And if I have, it was very sparingly. You know, because I had he his thing is, you know, it's rooted in um, standards, you know, created by white people. The mm-hmm. measurement, the measurement of excellence is in, you know, white patriarchal shit, what white the white patriarchy considers excellent. Mm-hmm. His version of black excellence is just, you know, black people being themselves and black joy. Over adversity, he he cited his mother, who was a young mom who had three children, did what she had to do, took care of her kids. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And when they show the videos of the beautiful children over in Africa dancing, that's black excellence. And when you show when excellence, let me tell you something. We have. Show- been- it, it, it's a lot of black excellence on 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 a rich level, on on every level. So you know, my thing is, you know, if you if you use it, if you're only using it for one particular type of black person, then yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, because the word like he he was just getting annoyed because the term was being thrown around because they were at the vineyard and what that represents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I told y'all um, a couple of episodes back about the um, Black bourgeoisie, how it is alive and well, and Martha's Vineyard is definitely a part of that, Oak Bluffs, Oak Bluffs in particular. Um, so, yeah, and, and I think he just 
you know, stopped at everyone at the table when that that phrase kept being thrown out. And he was like, let me let me just school y'all for a second. And it's and it wasn't the first time it happened. I think it will be happening more because, as we all know, Preston is very um, opinionated Mm -hmm. and we love him for it. And I'm just happy. But also very well studied and he knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. I dare one of them to go. (laughs) Because he is TTG trained to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even just adding to that, I'm really, I've grown tired, exasperated with that term specifically being used to just really... It's, it's more rooted in classism than yeah. it is about b- actual black excellence. So um, think a little deeper, y'all. Yeah, black excellence deeper. is really just who we are. We are excellent by nature. By nature, by being who you are, the living, thriving, existing. That's it. That's End it. of story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anywho, another shout out. Well, not even a shout out. This is more of an announcement. So those who may have seen, I did um, attend and cover the red carpet at the IM Awards in D.C. um, A few weeks ago at the Grand Hyatt. Um, Got to meet a few people, Nico Annan, um, the cast of Noah's Ark. um, And also... um, Miss Elise, I forgot her first name, um, but she's also from the cast of P Valley. Greg Mathis, um, yes. Judge Mathis's son, um, along with a few other people. It was a great event. But you know what one of my highlights was? Because it was the most random thing and most random person I ex- ever expected to see at an event like this. It was very popular content creator, Fat Rapid Killer. <laughs> Those who don't know who that Honey. is. Honey! <laughs> Those who don't know who that is. He is a very popular Twitter content creator mm-hmm. uh, on OnlyFans who's making a shit ton of money and with 10 inches to match. Um, yes, he's gay. Yes, he's black. Yes, he be dicking people down. Um, and he was there... I'm not going to say whose arm he was on. You and me. <laughs> they look like Fat Rabbit Killer has a, a, a nice clientele base. Um, but all, um, outside of that, I, do, I was shocked to see him. As soon as I saw his face, I was like, I know that ain't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the very first second I saw, I was like, that's him. <laughs> Remember love. <clears throat> but anyway, we did it. I spoke to him and we agreed to do an interview. So um, mm-hmm. I will be following up and look out for those details. Let's see if it come out. Let's see if, if I push it out. Oh, oh. Also, um, there we got to see. I was alive. It was live. I got to hear the announcement about Noah's Arts coming back. 
Um, yes. It's old news now, but I just want to know what you all think about and how did you feel when you heard the news about Noah's Ark TV show coming back? Nah. <laughs> God damn, Marcus. Well, 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 how about you, Lindsay? Okay, <laughs> that is that is that better? Um, no. <laughs> Actually, um, okay. I'm a, I have mixed thoughts about it. No, actually, I'm elated because it's a win. You know, Patrick Ian Polk, um, you know, was greenlit at a time where on TV where where black queer stories were not centered, mm-hmm. especially black queer men. So, um, he's definitely. The question was: Is coming back. The question I know, was, and I wanna and get I to it. Get to it. That. I needed to preface it. <laughs> Anywho, it was important to the culture then, and I'm curious to see how they would, um, you know, continue the story, especially for them being at this age. And listen, it's opening the door. I'm writing some gay shit now, in a completely different voice. And completely different subject matter than what um, Noah's Ark tackled, but you know, it's a win. It was nice to see them there. Were they nice? Were they? How were they? Oh my God! You know, um, Patrick Ian. Um, I was, it was really a well. Let's provide context. Just context, just like. Um, Lizzie did. Do you saw people when I was a young queer man? I always say this. That was the only show that I got to see people that look like me. So I was. This show came out in two thousand five. I was in seventh grade when this fucking show came out. Um. So and and then I think even the movie came out in maybe maybe two thousand eight nine maybe. I just remember being really young. So um, it was definitely, um, I was waiting for this moment. I actually saw Jensen the, at the last awards the year before. Um, and we didn't get to speak then, and we barely spoke this time. But I got to speak more with um, the, the rest of the cast. Um, and they were very warm. They were very warm. I had the greatest conversation with um, Christian, who plays Ricky on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, that made it the most worthwhile. Um, and, and and let me also give a shout out to Patrick Ian because he ended up um, following me on both Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. uh, and liking posts. And that, that kind of, that was very special to me. Um, and hopefully... If there's ever any castings being released, I'm going to speak it into the universe. I will be auditioning. When I dream. But to add to my commentary about my thoughts about the show coming back, because I, unless you were not finished, Lindsay. No, she was, she was finished. First of all, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing it. We're not doing that. Okay, we're not, we're not doing gonna it. do it. We're, we're gonna do it. it. 
Okay, no, no yeah, please, please. No, because no, she's long winded. She's long winded. It's important. You better leave me the hell alone. <laughs> it was important then. I think it would be important now, especially with the age that they are now. They're older. Mm-hmm. Let's see what the story gives. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, same for me. Um, well, let's let me also preface with the fact that there still has not been another show like this to this day. There has not been another show with a black and brown majority principal cast of gay men at Absolutely. the forefront. The the closest we've had even come is polls, but of course I love the fact that we've gotten a show with black and brown trans women to have their right. moment as well. But there has not been another show with a black and brown gay male cast mainstream show and main in so, mainstream it was network the first television time yes. and hopefully it will pave way pave the way for others to really come in absolutely and, you know and the fact that they're returning back to network television and then they still can still have that title is almost kind of crazy to me we're talking oh, almost were 18 years later yeah <laughs> that's kind of wild to me but of course there's been a myriad of like web series still kind of using that show as like the, the template the blueprint for everything to come after right um but i would love to see how they mm-hmm. modernize well along with other shows like looking and queer yeah yeah i mean there's other well templates as Which well from living single and golden girls yeah absolutely that was more but... like sex in the city living single i don't know and queers folk yeah yeah There's other ones but again there still has not been one with that um that black gay dynamic yeah, between hopefully. cast and, and you know topics centering our issues and concerns yeah. in life but i want to see with now um, the new budget, because remember back then it was on logo, so there was a limited funding with this new budget, with um, modernizing the show, with the new, um, everything that these guys have learned then, because they were new actors when the show came out. Also. Absolutely. You gotta keep all this in mind, so it's like new writing ability, new acting ability, new funding. Um, how is all of this going to shape what we can have today? So I'm curious to see what that looks like, and I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the hot topic. So yeah. I don't even know if this is really hot, but you don't can't think our gay ass is not going to talk about the motherfucking Matt Gala. <laughs> we got to talk about the Matt Gala. So, okay, I know all of you all have seen the looks at this point, probably. Mm-hmm. So, we are going to tell you our top five best dress from the Met Gala. Lindsay, would you like to start off? Um, yeah. Oh, well, does this have to be, well, in no particular order? No particular order, okay. Yeah, same um, to me. I'm going to say Rihanna. Mhm. Um, oh wait, let me that's one. Um the beautiful Tiana Taylor. Mhm. Um Jeremy Pope. 
Mm-hmm. Over Kate. Um. Ooh, my last. Two. It gets tough, right? Yes, because I have so many. <laughs> it was but about, yeah, I have to say, um, Bel Calice's second look, her Carl look, was mm-hmm. over for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with the model Sora Choi. Ah, love to see it. <laughs> All right, lyrical martyr, you have the five. Give me the five. Give me, give me the five. Yeah, I want the five. I'm gonna go for fashionable, not stylist fashion. Janelle oh, Monet. Janelle oh. Monet, someone who knows fashion is not dressed by a stylist. Janelle Monet. <laughs> That's my number one. Mm-hmm. My number two is Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. And, y'all, and y'all know why. There's no need to dis- no to explain. Rihanna. On a young tip and on a modern tip, I'm gonna go for Miss Kendall Finn Jenner. Oh. <laughs> over young, dramatic. Modern fashion. Mm-hmm. My number three. Now let's get into the men. This is crazy because y'all know I live for Alton Mason. Yes. But I can't put Alton Mason and I gotta give it to I gotta give it to whoever this is. Oh, his name is Conan oh. Gray. Yes. Conan motherfucking Gray. Woo! Fat. Oh. And you want to know why I know who that is? Because he's in mine. Him. I got to give it to him. And then I got to also, listen, the, the Choi woman, you said? Yes, Sora Choi. Over, over. But I'm not choosing her because Lindsay chose her. And I'm going <laughs> to give some light to other people. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I want to go with Bad Bunny. Over, yeah. I want to go with Bad Bunny. You know what I'm saying? There's something simplistic about this that's very dramatic. And Mm -hmm. if you can be simplistic and dramatic in one, Mm -hmm. and I and and these white roses, I'm into that. So I love that the guys were doing um butch queen looks. You know, like very. I don't know. They were doing very um. Well, Bad Bunny's a butch queen. Bad bunny ruffles and roses and yeah thing lace and things. I love it. I'm into all that. It's sexy shit. I'm into seeing it. Those are my five. Yes, I love them. I love it. Um, so I guess I'll get the ones we've already said out of the way then. Sora Choi is my absolute number one. Okay. For me. In Tom Brown. Yeah. Yes. The assignment was done. Um, yeah. Then second for me I, is Janelle Monae. But let me tell you, they fought down for my top two. And it okay. came down to the last vote at the judges panel. <laughs> right. 
Janelle Monet look one. motherfucking over. Um, score her, judges score her. And, and I'm going to tell you something. The only reason, I, or I guess I'm speaking for you, yeah. but if I was on that panel, you would, you would have I would have voted for Choi over Janelle because even though Choi wasn't on my list, I, if I had to vote, mm-hmm. I I wanted Janelle to stand for look. I didn't want her to get in that bikini and you know start stripping. Yeah, she no. didn't need to do that. She didn't need to do that. Keep that shit on and battle these girls because yeah. that's, <laughs> because that's it. I but am. she's still on my top five over oh, yeah. Choi over Choi because to me. I guess the reason why I didn't put her in my top sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I guess the only reason why I didn't put her in my top five is because I had seen that look on Tom Brown's show. So I wasn't blown away. He already put it on his show. So I was like, okay, she wore that dress from the show. But other mm-hmm. designers made a dress specifically for Met Gala that was not in their collection. So that was it. But but she was over stunning A plus top of the night. Sorry, go ahead. No, that needs to be said. Yeah. Uh, but and then I guess adding to me, obviously Rihanna's on my list as well. Con and Gray, that like you said, to me, yeah. I think I'm thinking about what I would wear. That's <laughs> that's me as a butch queen, <laughs> right there, from the fan on down. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this one is gonna throw y'all for a loop. Y'all gonna be like, girl, why? But. I really liked Ashley Graham's dress. Um, I didn't see it. Put it up to the camera. Y'all gonna, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a drag queen, so this is it gave me drag queen. Um, Let me I, see that shit. I like Ashley Graham, honey. I feel like she deserves to be mentioned. She's very me. pretty. There were better I looks, but like she she did it for me. Hold on. She had on this. Oh yes, so feminine, beautiful. The the fucking details. The she look over. (laughs) She look motherfucking. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. The fem queens. Oh, listen, fem queens, listen. This is what I want to see. Not not me, but the girls. <laughs> yes. Look at the way she looks. The hair. The hair. The hair. I, I love everything about it. Actually, she's, she's a little bit spicy. I know. Every yeah. time I see her, she's got like a a, a little, little urban of... thing going on with her sometimes. I love everything about I said, it. work, Ashley. <laughs> but I do have to give a special shout out. Of course, Ooh. I love Jeremy Pope. But... Um, she's not in my top five, but I do want to give a shout out to um, Dua Lipa because it was such a simple look. But she girl, didn't you know keep, it. I remember that night you said something about Dua Lipa. I'm like, okay, fine, but I mean, what y'all putting her in there for? Like, I mean, she ain't, it's not top five, but it was something to me. Um, Here's a few I really love. Like, um, I love Kim's look. I love Anne Hathaway. Kim who? Kim Kardashian. Oh, um, Kim, 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 Kim. Wait a minute. Don't say it like that. I just forgot. The Kim K. 
I love Kim K. You know Stop that. Really? You know that. Listen, she looked good. Okay. Good. The person that I am, I'm not even supposed to like Kim Kardashian, but I can't even hate on Kim Kardashian. If I can't hate on Kim Kardashian, you girls certainly can. That's all I gotta say. Because Kim Kardashian is over. Okay? She is. And she's still doing it. You know what I mean? Mm. Even though Kylie took over, Kim is still doing it. Mm-hmm. I thought the girls did a good job for this Met Gala. They sure did. I thought they did. It started out kind of like, mm, I don't know. But then, the girls, but then the girls started to show up. Yes. I, I was a little I was a little underwhelmed with Zendaya's look. I know. I mean, she looked good. She was I, there? I didn't even. <laughs> no, I know. And I and Zendaya always, she's actually. But is it a coincidence that um, one Law Roach just retired? Yeah. But they, they, he said he was still going to be like, in terms of her looks, he was going to be creative director. But I don't know. Maybe it's lost its punch. Now that he's not the driving force behind it, you know what I mean? I hope not. I hope not either. Yeah. I was really looking forward to seeing her. Mm-hmm. You know, and one person that was missing was Erica Badu, in my opinion. I would have loved to see that. Where the fuck was she? At home. She gets <laughs> invited to that? <laughs> At home paying it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's enough about that. Doing laundry. <laughs> Bye. Washing her head wraps. You don't wear those anymore, sweetie. She I'm wears, sorry, she, she wears, wears big huge hats. ass hats. Yes. With sometimes a head wrap and scarf under them. Some uh, the, the pilgrim hat. Yes. Your criminal court on Tuesday for a status conference. So, I guess we should address Jonathan Majors. Mm. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Um, Man, these motherfucking allegations about him abusing women, I couldn't have saw this coming. (laughs) When I ain't never seen somebody fall so motherfucking... Fall out the sky, so high out the sky. <laughs> he came in the front and fell out the back. Woo! Man, now to be clear, he just was in court um, on May 9th, and nothing really came of it. There aren't any, even though um, more women have come forward. Um, you know, going with the claims that he's been abusive. There are no new charges from what I've read, according to a Hollywood report. This is like, and y'all can't blame that on black women, honey. They can't all be wrong. This is what y'all need to understand. His lawyer is calling it a witch hunt. Um, Right now, there are no new charges again. And then they also are stating that there are text messages to um, to um, go with um, Jonathan Major's claim that it's all a lie. Okay, we'll show. Let's see how this plays out in court. Then 
the next court case is in June. And what about his movie? Is that coming out still? Ant-Man or whatever it is? So one got scrapped, but that one was not in um, the production yet. It yeah, was in the world. He has a major Marvel com- movie coming out. That one, So he had two projects with Disney. The one you're talking about with Marvel. There was mm-hmm. another project with Disney. That one got scrapped altogether. His um, talent agency dropped him and his PR company dropped him. <laughs> Baby, now Marvel has not said a goddamn thing. Oh, because. But here's why I, if I had to guess, here's why. He literally has just become the main fucking villain of several movies to come. If he, if they got to replace him, that is going to cost them a shit ton of fucking money. It's going to fuck up a lot. So I do understand why they're not saying anything, but some people have been pushing for Marvel to, no, say something now. Hmm. Uh, but many other, I've seen others say, let's see how it plays out in court. And it's, you know, innocent and proven, until proven guilty. Should we stick with that claim? Um, now, he was supposed to be at the Met Gala, by the way. Um, and the brand that was dressing him, they said, Sit this one out, baby. Don't go. <laughs> He's getting dropped by a lot of people, but the main one that people are really curious about is what Marvel is going to do. Huh. Good luck. Yeah. I, listen, I, I really don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. All I will say, all add to it is, my thing is, how the hell did he make it this far? Hmm. They said what happened was, well, the details to me are a little murky. I'm just going to go off what I've seen reported. Um, but apparently, the the lady that reported that um, there was some actual um, marks on her neck. She was choked, but the backstory to that is she's tried to steal his phone. Um, and then there's claims that he broke up with her. I don't know. Mm. And allegedly, there are text messages of her saying, That's all on me. They have to arrest you because I think. New York City law is that if um like that's their protocol, they have to do an arrest, and that's why he was arrested. Um, but apparently, there's been no charges, so. okay. new charges, rather. So anyway, um, let's see how that plays out. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. It's not much that we can say. Nope. It's very disappointing, though. It sure is. He's promising young talent. Um, great actor, really enjoyed him in Lovecraft Country. I was certainly rooting for him. Yeah, I loved him in Lovecraft Country. So, yeah, I enjoyed him. And he was in, um, oh my god, Loki. I think he was in, yes. Loki. Um, so that was kind of like opening the multiverse, um, storyline. 
That should be coming back soon, right? Um, I don't know. They're probably going to do another series, TV I series. I think they're doing another one, yes. And and I, I read about it, but I don't know when it's coming back. I gotta look at the um the timeline of the yeah. releases again, but that was my show. He has really shown a lot of range as an actor. Absolutely. So I, I will be really disappointed if these things are true. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So I guess briefly we do have to talk about Chris Brown and Usher too. Mm. Because there's claims that um, Chris Brown was berating Tiana Taylor and Usher got involved to try to break it up. And then Chris Brown's crew, not Chris Brown himself, allegedly the crew jumped Usher. And <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I think I think only Hollywood unlocks um, is the one who put this out there via, yes. via, via Jason Lee. So in that moment, we, we really don't know if they got into an altercation or not. Now, I do know I've seen a video of him cussing towards... But it was not clear who he was talking to. Chris Brown's claim is that um, it was crowded and security were everywhere and his daughter was in the back, state, in the back of the stage and that is where his anger was stemmed from. Mm. I still don't really understand. I saw Tiana Taylor over there in that video, and then I saw him talking in her direction. And my thing is, I believe that there was something going on with those three, but we don't know about the, 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 the jumping part because mm-hmm. he was talking to her. And she was paying it. And if it's the truth, and if it's the truth that, you know, I don't think Tiana's that girl. Like, she would have been getting buck with all them, too. Well, I don't think her boyfriend was there. Well, I'm just saying husband. that. You know, husband. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't think she needs her husband to speak up for herself. Well, she, yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, but with the level of aggression that he's probably showing, maybe she didn't feel comfortable to react. Mm-hmm. There was also this is also a man with a history of violence towards black women and women in general. So, well, there was also something saying that you know he was upset that she was at his birthday party. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly, because she dropped out of the Michael Jackson performance, which nobody knew why that performance was canceled. <laughs> Until allegedly we found out. Right. Now, Usher also went live on um, social media, like at Lovers and Friends Festival with no marks on his face. I guess that was his way of, you know, to shut down some of the allegations. And I feel like he never goes live. But but again, this was from Jason Lee. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jason Lee is... um, Oh, we know. You know. Hmm. Okay. No, no. <laughs> it goes way beyond that. I know. I'm fucking. <laughs> She's a fucking. 
I, I want to give it a word. So, Lindsay, go ahead and speak your piece because I'm thinking of a good word for her. Well, I don't know. We we don't know exactly what happened. I don't, I don't know. This is what I'm just going to remain mum. Stop bothering that man. I might even be going to say what I would think if it was true. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. But I want everybody to pay attention. Yes, it's just speculation, but there is a pattern emerging, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what they say about patterns? There are no coincidences. No. All right. You want to talk about your 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 favorite Virgos? Child, <laughs> would you date if he owns the bus? If he owns no. it, if he owns the bus, See, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> would you date a bus driver? You would you date if a he bus owns driver? the bus? If he owns no. it, if he owns the bus, See, that's a problem. That's a problem. <gasps> okay, so Ebony K. Williams brought Iyala on her show and they were actually discussing um, masculine and feminine energy um, dating dating too um, and the question came up Iyala asked her would she date a bus driver and it has social media motherfucking divided <laughs> I was like this is really blowing up which also led to two subsequent um, Breakfast Club interviews, I believe, too. <laughs> um, well, Ebony K. Williams went on the Breakfast Club afterwards to defend her point and stance. Um, what did you all think of this little little interview, little segment? Well, let me talk first because I feel like it applies to Lindsay Moore. She, first of all, I don't, you know how I feel about Ayanna. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love her. But she backed, first of all, she backed Ebony into a corner. Let's be honest. A lot of people say they would do something, but if they were given a certain type of love, would do something else. We know that. We know that from experience. We know that from seeing people do it every day. When you ask someone, would they do something? They have to make a decision right there. It's given no, I would not. Or yes, I would date him if he owns a... Listen, I'm not judging her because of her answer. And Ayala shouldn't either. Because she's a piece of work too. And you know that she has her stipulations about men. Are you kidding me? It all doesn't come down to, you know, oh my God, is this person a good person? Listen. Black women, they always want to give a reason for why a black woman needs to, you know, oh, you you aiming too high or you, you know, you putting down this person because you want this. No. Women marry men for other reasons all the time. Because guess what? Women know how men are. Let's be honest. They know how they are. And if they won't say it, I will because I'm a gay man and it doesn't matter. They're not going to be mad at me. Because they know it's true. <laughs> so if there are black women out there who want to marry a particular type of man who's accomplished, who has money, who can take care of her, then so be it. Because every other bitch on this earth 
in every other race does it too. And we as black people have this thing about judging other black people for when they're, when they have higher expectations or, and then they will say, oh, you're being elitist. Listen, it's fine. People have been elitist forever. It does, it's not going to change. They have expectations. You don't. Date the bus driver. She's not using it. <laughs> and, you're, and you're judging her for not using it. You're jealous. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not judging her. I'm not no. saying she's not problematic. But my no. thing is, Ayanla, why did you have to ask her that question? You backing this black woman into a corner, asking her, will she date a bus driver? Let me, let me take it back to so what led to the question. So Ebony asked her, um, basically, like based on what the dating pool looks like, um, how should women position themselves with men not really matching what women are making money-wise, um, not having the same job titles or like same level in their being in the same level in their careers? And also, what was the other thing that she said? And not really entering leadership capacities. How should women position themselves in in, in dating? Um, with in her eyes, men not being up to the same standards. Uh, yeah. I guess basically her point was she felt like a lot of women are doing all the work, making the type of money, having all of these jobs, and men, their and expectations are lower. And they have been for a long time. Black women have been taking care of the household for a long time. So so my thing to Ayala is, why are you, why are you doing this? Like, she can have her own preference. You have your own preference too, honey. So mm -hmm. what you going you gonna aim for the bu the bus driver? No, you're not dating the bus driver either. <laughs> she said that she would. We don't know if she would or not. Well, there were stipulations on why she would. But Ayala's, okay. Ayala's full of shit. <laughs> Ayala's full of shit tonight. Is that true? Is that no, true for you? Not at all. Uh no yes no I guess oh, she's you. not full of shit no not at all um there was a, the the first of all that the, just that snippet was actually just used for clickbait I would urge everyone to um watch the, the full watch interview. the full interview with Iyanla and um Ebony That's because it was enlightening it was lovely to see two black women who started off on slightly opposing sides because yeah. um, she had, Ebony had actually heard um, Iyana on another show saying that Something women that her about like mm -hmm. really like men in skirts. So mm -hmm. she wanted to give Iyana the opportunity to come on the show and discuss what she meant by that. And there were a ton of gems in that, mm -hmm. in that interview. Mm -hmm. um, she was talking about women really being able to tap into their feminine power and we're not allowed to because everything, you know, because we have more schooling, because of all these statistical things, um, we are approaching life from a more masculine view, mm -hmm. power, control, justice. And her thing is tapping into your feminine prop, your feminine power means 
having dominion, mm-hmm. being assertive rather than aggressive. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um there was a lot of interesting things that she said that Ebony that resonated with mm-hmm. Ebony and Ebony actually agreed with her even the absorb, the bus yeah. driver comment and even no the bus driver comment because Iyanla's main point she mm-hmm. when she, when she she asked that question about how can how can we approach dating she said you have to think about the measurement like how we measure men in these days and times and it might not fit because there is um this thing with men if they do too much of a thing they're judged for that um if they it was i forgot the way she framed it but it was so eloquent and ebony had no choice but to sit in that and think about the possibility of approaching how she deals with men, how she speaks to men in a different way, because that's really what Yana was talking about. Like she was saying how women, we're like, we're demeaning to men. Because of all this masculine energy we'd have to expel because of what's happening around us, because, you know, we don't lead with grace or compassion. And that is really the bigger picture that she was trying to frame there with the bus driver situation. She wasn't really wasn't making a judgment. She really wasn't. If you look at the if you look at the entire interview, they were good. Yeah. When it made a wrong turn, is Ebony going on her podcast holding court? Mm-hmm. Even the title of it said, hell no, I ain't dating no bus driver unless he owns something. <laughs> and that's when, that's when my point comes in. To be asking her specifically your answer, you know, to me, it was putting her on the spot. And no, when she didn't need to, she could have just said what she needed to say without including Ebony. Yes, she could have. Yes, she could. I urge you because to everybody, because, before, because before making a lot of times when, when a lot of times when black women lead with grace and all that shit, they get fucked over. Not necessarily. Okay, but listen. I urge you to. It doesn't watch work for everybody. It interview. doesn't work for everybody. I urge you to watch the interview because that was the whole point of her being well, on. Well, guess what? I'm, very, I'm very familiar with. I'm very familiar with Ayanla. I'm very familiar with what she said. But with this specific conversation, I it would behoove you to watch the entire so interview. Are you surprised that Ebony felt like she They actually to were in concert at the end of Afterward. the interview. Afterwards. By the end, during the whole interview, it was a very lovely conversation. No, but she didn't like And she actually, she and like Ebony that. told Iyanla to check her because she's trying to figure out how to go about doing things differently because okay. her thing has after always been a man is supposed to provide and protect. And she said she has never come into contact with a man that has provided or protected against, like across the spectrum, race wise, age wise, anything wise. 
right? Mm -hmm. She's provided the protection and 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 she's made provisions for herself. Correct. Mm -hmm. So Ianla's thing, I just urge everybody to watch that. Where it took the left turn was when Ebony went on her um podcast. And, and that's, that's what I keep asking. That's what I keep asking, but you won't stop talking, so I can ask you one question. What I'm saying is, did it feel like she was bothered by Ayanna asking her that? Yes or no? No, she wasn't. No, she, she wasn't. No, but it ended, it ended peacefully. No, she was not. Once well, again, I would advise you, you should have watched the entire interview because you're making a blanket statement, and that's the whole point. By the time she got to the uh, Breakfast Club, this blurb was out there for sensationalism purposes. And the whole idea behind why she had Yana was on, on the show was absolutely lost. It's a beautiful conversation. It took a left turn when Ebony went on her because Ebony went on her podcast to respond to all the backlash she got because that blurb went out and then people started rushing to judgment without watching the entire interview. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. So then she's slightly on the defensive. And in my estimation, she came off classist, in tone, mm -hmm. Elitist in tone, even mm -hmm. the title of the fucking part. Hell no, I ain't dating no bus driver. And so now you're doubling down, even so though now you you're doubling down <laughs> on that, which is fine because Ebony is a successful, beautiful, accomplished woman, right? Mm -hmm. And she is within her right. And Iyana didn't ask anyone except her that question. She knew what she was doing. Just like I, I'm going to say again, Just it's like always show. great to be informed before um, making an assessment. That's like why I, like I, I watched the entire interview. She had a show that was revolving I around also listened eight. to she had a whole show revolving the Breakfast Club eight. interview, and she I also listened to eight. Holding Court. She knows about clickbait, and that's why she answered the question. That's not wrong. A, but anyway, show, she had a whole show that revolved around clickbait. That's not it. But anyway, but she okay. So, <laughs> but anyway, like I said, it, it took a left turn when she was doubling down, and then it just became it, she said her legacy, the legacy of her family is about ownership, and that's what she was taught, and that's what she was alluding to. She wasn't belittling anybody. She wasn't talking about... She did introduce the idea of mediocrity, the average man, did, yes. that sort of thing. And which I took it to mean, uh, y'all still can't date me. <laughs> That's exactly and what And it is meant. what it is. It is what it is. I'm not knocking her for that. It is what it fucking is. It's Everything like what Iyanla said. Relative. It's not wrong or right. Absolutely. She said it's obsolete. Absolutely, but it's not the measure right. is well. The measure is, is obsolete. But the thing about it is, like, the only thing, the only issue I took with her is that slight tone, because y'all had said these horrible things about her, and she was addressing it on her podcast, and then feelings got hurt. You yeah. know, she uh, addressed things like mediocrity and you know that sort of thing, and. 
sort of relegating it to average people doing average things or what have you. Wanted to be clear on the denotation of the word. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't I really don't think she was demonizing anybody or one particular thing, but it's it just got out of hand. And then it became a broader conversation about um you know, black people collectively as a whole and where we're going. She did make a statement about people bringing home C's and D's. And I took that to mean you, your son bringing home C's and D's, he's only made it, you know, median income level. He doesn't get to date an ebony. And the Yama's thing is... Uh, this is this is what it is. <laughs> yeah, black Ebony, people. At the black end people. of the day, Ebony is still telling black folks, "Y'all bus driving, son, <laughs> cannot fuck with me." Listen, <laughs> listen, black people. Y'all no, but it, no, but the thing is, I get it. Y'all was okay, like, well, we had all these other criteria, and all of that was taken into. It's like things were taken out of context. I think Ebony got a little defensive because she was being lambasted online. Mm -hmm. But it does, none of that takes away from what Iyanla was really trying to convey with the entire conversation. She was not trying to put Ebony in a... She wasn't trying to pin her against the wall because Ebony specifically asked her what can I do? Said the words. I, wrong? I want you to check. She me. was seeking knowledge from a woman who she respected, and also a lawyer, an elder, mm -hmm. someone who she obviously respects. It was a lovely conversation. And what was interesting Every also, Iyanla told Ebony, like, when I'm telling you this, I'm telling you as someone that's a survivor and still healing from it. I'm talking Absolutely. about myself too. I've, I've done operated <laughs> that in way. the same way. I've yes. operated in the same exact same way. And I had to make a shift. Correct. And when so, I made that shift in my thinking and how I um, dealt with people, dealt with men, mm -hmm. using my feminine powder, my innate divination for something greater than myself, the, a world of possibilities opened up and Ebony appreciated that. It wasn't until she got the, you know, the clickbait happened. She got lambasted online. Then she went on her, her podcast and she had to just essentially talk her shit because right, so right, many right, people right. were talking shit. Right. And then that's what happened. But absolutely. And I don't think um, it wasn't about somebody it really wasn't about like asking Ebony, who's like degreed up and accomplished, to be dating somebody that's on a fucking plain call of duty all day. That was not what this was about. No, black was it people, about black people. Y'all worried about the wrong shit. Y'all worried about the wrong motherfucking shit. Because the question is, would you date? Making it about the bus driver for me is the part where you know what you're doing the actual saying of bus driver. There's so many ways to ask that question. You didn't ask it like that. And you asked, you asked, there's so many ways to ask that question. People know what they be asking. She's a lawyer. She knows. You did it on purpose. 
And she did because Ebony asked her to. And like I said, it's so good to be informed before you start speaking on something. Black people, y'all because the the question that Ebony asked, that's why she followed up with that. That's why she followed up with that question. People didn't see that. Ebony asks her something specifically, and she just like. But, but Ayala's you know, answer, and Ayala's answer, answer is not the only answer. Illustrate something to her. Her answer is not the only answer. That question. Her answer is not the only answer. That's not how everybody can go about it because everyone doesn't get the same result going about it that way. Everyone. But in essence, Ayala's point. Please, I beg you. Watch the black people. Y'all worried about the wrong shit. Y'all always, y'all always want to edit how each other does everything. And oh, well, she's doing it this way, so that means she's this way. Black people. No, I'm true. Watch the interview, then make an assessment. I'm still not going to feel differently after I watch it. I know the question that was asked. There are some definitely some gems there. I know Ayanla. I love her. I know what she gives. I, I know what she gives. She was not I'm doing it to be snarky, and she wasn't. Sometimes it wasn't. But you'd have to. You're not seeing it in the right stuff. context. I know who this person is. Sometimes she does. That has nothing to do with it. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to feel the same way, and you know I will. And you're ill-informed. No, and I, I don't listen. People can choose to be who they want to be, and they can choose to interact with whoever they want to interact with. No one's based off of no whatever. One's, um, saying they but here's can't. the thing. But here's and neither the thing. did You should have put based off of my experience, which y'all said she said, and that's fine. But the way you asked the question was a setup. No, and it was not. It was a follow-up question to a question. To that's why you need to watch it. It wasn't. Because I walked in thinking that this is what's going to be If you're way. just looking at the clip, you would yes. think that if it you... Was, it, within the context of the entire interview, no, the it interview was not a setup. You know what? Like you know what? I don't, you know what? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Something. I don't give a shit. Keep doing we it know. Way. I don't give a shit. We know. I don't. Keep it going. Anyway, I, I want to add to the conversation because I didn't get a chance. But the, well, um, one of the interesting gems that... Well, I'm I, informed. <laughs> misinformed. No. Okay, I'm going to beat y'all. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. No. no, no, but um, one I think I one of the highlights to me was Yana talking about kind of talking about the value system. And one one thing that she said that stood out to me was the fact that a woman measures um how she measures her own expectations for herself and how a man positions himself in society. It was something like that. Like it's that was important to know. That was the entire crux of the in the conversation. That was the crux of it. You measure a man's value based on what your expectations are, are for yourself and how it he doesn't match that this masculine action from women. That's Correct. why she asked her that question. It wasn't a setup, it was to illustrate a point she had made. One point. One point. But she also highlighted some very important things, some value, some um, intangible things that are just as important. Does he love his mother? How does he treat you? Um, Does he love his job? Like these are all things 
that I do think are important questions to ask that it's not so black and white to say, let me go down this resume and say, bus driver, no. <laughs> um, now, let's not even focus on and the Ebony position. Ebony didn't even say, I wouldn't date a bus driver. All she, she said was this the question. owner of the company. She shouldn't have she own, she said question. if he owned the if he owned the, the company. Yeah, like if he owned the company, if he owned the bus. Um but there was some listen, it was some gems in that um the full interview. And I actually because at first um for me as someone that really kind of goes with more like non-binary, um they mentioned do, that too. Yes, they did. Um, and but then she also talked about um, how masculine and feminine energy has nothing to do with gender. It I appreciate sure that. And um, I do also like how she um, talked about the difference in masculine and feminine energy. And the thing she says about feminine energy, um, I think I can agree with. I think I definitely can agree with. Uh, she said masculine, like masculine mind, she said justice, control, power. Feminine is like more dominion. And dominion, dominion is different than control. Grace, nurturing. Grace, a lot of great majesty, things. divinity. Creation. Innate knowing. That's what she was talking about. She also said something interesting about feminism, which she said... For her, feminism is a, a social construct, mm -hmm. but empowerment of women for her means internal experience and external expression. She was mm -hmm. talking some real shit, and Ebony had no choice in the interview but to fuck with it. That's what people are missing. If you watch the interview... Ebony was like, at the end, she's like, you gave me a couple of things to think about. Oh, no. She said something else. She said, let me know when you're going to have that class. Because yeah, because I said, think I'm curious. I need to know. Like, I want to delve in more. Yala also talked about how there are some life lessons that you are supposed to learn within certain um, decades in your life, in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s. And when you don't learn those lessons in that decade, now you're trying to play catch up when you get to your 30s. 40s and 50s. It was a powerful interview. And she also said that she can't tell a man how to be a man, but as with her experience as a woman, she wants to have this class for women to, you know, share her knowledge. Um, and I was like, hmm, I like this. It got ugly when em when um Ebony went on her podcast because people had but it was because of that soundbite. Things out of context, saying a shit. Soundbite she saying. knew she would get. And then when she went, by the time she got to the Breakfast Club, it was just like an all-out assault. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about that? Um, DJ Envy. <laughs> when I tell you, too many mad. Virgos spoil the pot. Okay. Too many Virgos spoiled the pot. It was one too many Virgos in this recipe. And I can't. They all given, I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> they all given, I, like, said what I said. 
I don't give a fuck what you talking about. You said your bus drivers ain't shit. My daddy was a bus driver and a mechanic and da, 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 da. She's talking about she comes from a legacy of ownership. She cited her own family, her granddaddy and her mama and how mm-hmm. they they worked, you know, reg, what we call regular jobs, blah, 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 blah. But when you add words like mediocre and average, then it becomes tricky because then the tone changes. Now, on The Breakfast Club, I get what she was saying. When she was on her podcast, that's what got everybody up in arms. That's when the the tone was slightly classist. It was slightly elitist. Even, like I said, the the title of the, the episode. Hell no, I ain't dating no bus driver. Or whatever actually, it is. can I just add a small point? Um, so Ebony is a lawyer and a great debater. She was very selective on the words that she used to define mediocre. Yeah. Because Miss Thing, you're not gonna fucking tell me that mediocre only means average and common. No, it can mean not very good too. And they told her that you could weaponize that word to make it mean something. So stop. Else. But in that moment, I knew I'm like, okay, now she's trying to be manipulative. <laughs> you almost had me, but you're trying to manipulate. No, she was trying it. Yes. <laughs> she was. And I and just let like, me tell just you like Ayana was trying it. Ayana wasn't trying it. Watch the interview. Would you date the bus driver? Kind of fucking question that, man. Watch the interview, something that was relevant in the moment. Here's the thing. Here's the thing thing about even watching the interview. As a person, if you're not choosing, if you're not choosing the person that you're with based off how they treat you and how good they are as a person, then you're already fucked in the first place. That's what it comes down to. Whether it's a bus driver or not doesn't make any fucking difference. Right. That's my point. A it bus was, driver is too pointed, and she knew what she was doing. Clickbait is what she Context and it's nuance. Hard. You can right. still try someone when you're trying when you're checking them friendly. She asked her to check her. Yeah, and she checked her, and she also made an example out of her. So I hope Ebony knows that. Can we I move on? She showed a great deal of empathy oh, in that interview. We should, we should make this the topic of the day, actually. Well, now that you funny it has no that, choice but to be the topic of removing the removing the part about the interview already. What do we think about dating working class people, and what do we think about dating on the basis of job title? I think everything is relative, and um. Nobody wants to date someone who is unmade, unmotivated, um, unemployed, unsuccessful, but everything is relative and there are levels to it. Mm-hmm. She is someone who is very, very accomplished. No, in, in general, not about everything. Well, in general, um, yeah. like I said, nobody wants to date anyone or be partnered with anyone. Well, that was another thing. Um, Yana said, you trying to date or you trying to be partnered? Or do you want to be in partnership with someone? You um, go on many dates. <laughs> you could date until you die. Yes, but the thing, no, no one wants to be with anyone who's unsuccessful who, you know, is unmotivated and, you know, hapless. 
Absolutely. I definitely don't think I'm I'm not gonna date anyone that I feel um I would have to carry or yes. people <laughs> uh, should be able to take care of themselves. Absolutely. Yes, but I guess the question then becomes oh, really? like many things can be true. Um so hey, I see <laughs> motherfucking hypocrites. Well <laughs> to be clear. I would date a person without a job. If I can see the if I can see the talent and the beauty in them, I know it can happen. I've done it before and somebody's done it with me. Mm-hmm. I've dated someone with no one with a job. Someone's dated me without a job. And guess mm-hmm. what? In the preference of our relationship, I end up doubling what they make when they gave me a chance. And vice versa. It goes different. It's it's just money. It's just what you do. It's not who you are. So in that moment, I you know, I get what you're saying. But when you corner somebody with that kind of question, I don't give a fuck who she you wasn't are. Cornering I'm, her I'm, I'm listen, it's fine. Clickbait. I'm not talking about that. Talking about, he just want to be right and you're, Ill, you're misinformed. You're ill-informed. Y'all can keep bringing up the whole... Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk for once. Y'all can oh, keep bringing up a whole episode all y'all want to. You mad because you, you want to be right and you're wrong. Burgoing. But what I'm saying is I don't have to be wrong. I don't live my life based off of what other motherfuckers think I should think. I base it off of how I see fit. And if somebody is showing me what I'm showing them in love, then I give them a chance no matter what they do. And if mm-hmm. y'all motherfuckers aren't doing the same thing, y'all gonna be alone forever. Like like some aforementioned people that we discussed tonight. Okay? And listen, you don't judge people by how they pick people unless they're only picking them for material reasons. But what I'm saying is when y'all want to bring, y'all brought up the word clickbait and somebody in media knows what it takes to get clickbait. She knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. But y'all want to say, but y'all know everything. So y'all want to say, no, she didn't. She didn't do it on purpose. Y'all don't know if she did it on purpose or not. That's the truth. She was asked you know by Ebony to do it. She didn't have to say, it, she didn't have to say a bus driver. She didn't have to say that. That was an example she used to illustrate a point. That bus drivers had. make a lot, especially here. Oh my god! Well, listen, bus drivers make a lot, especially here. They're not all. And making once again, she didn't say Listen. she wouldn't date a bus driver. She said no. She was what the I owner of was, the bus. What I said was not the all bus drivers. Can nobody else talk but you? What I said was all bus drivers are not mediocre. They all don't make, you know, they all don't make mediocre money. A lot of them make a lot of money, especially when they've been driving buses for a long time. It's lucrative. They have great benefits. It's a good job to have. So my thing is this, by you saying, would you date the bus driver? You're actually the one, you're actually the one perpetuating it because bus drivers, they're not, they don't pay them a little bit of money. Any bus driver I know is always able to provide for their family. So to your point, I actually agree with your sentiments about whether someone is unemployed or not. You made um, that it. You put it to one job. That's not that doesn't right. have to be something that's like a, a deal breaker because absolutely, sometimes like we've all said, your aspirations and your passions and um how motivated you are can That's overshadow the fact that you, That's un- you are not what you do. Exactly. So, to ask, so to ask somebody, would you date a bus driver? 
That's oh, true. no, I'm not talking about that. Well, I'm, I'm not talking about that. That shows who you but are. But she wasn't talking anymore. I was. No, no, but what I'm saying is that's what I'm trying to say. You said it. But it wasn't listened to as, I heard as it. normal. Well, listen, there's three people on this podcast. <laughs> we heard there's it. Three people. <laughs> yes. And what I'm saying is by asking her about a bus driver, that was not right. We we take cake in it then. And because y'all say it wasn't, it, that don't mean shit. So stop trying, to make say like point of, stop trying to make it seem like my point of view has no mm-hmm. merit because I didn't watch the whole thing. Didn't say that. Didn't say that. He asked her. Yes, you did. I said you were ill-informed. She said that shit for quick clickbait. Why? Because I didn't, didn't watch the fucking interview. No, I heard the question she asked mm-hmm. in any context. Right. Bus drivers are not all mediocre. Well, because you're ill-informed, you didn't hear it in the correct context. I'm not ill-informed because I didn't see that okay. interview. Fuck that interview. Uh, yeah, I heard the yeah. question she asked. I heard the question she asked. Well, you're now more so dealing with and the it stuff in Breakfast Club. It, which it, it, it is. It, you're speaking to now what happened on the Breakfast Club, which I no, agree I'm with. speaking to when she asked her that question. She knew what she was doing. Child, you can circle all the way back. Y'all don't want to say what y'all want to say. Forty different ways too. We're not going to agree on it. Y'all just repeated the same thing forty times too. No, we're trying to move forward and create a dialogue. No, y'all not because y'all been talking about this for the last twenty minutes. No, I changed the subject twice. I I changed the subject twice. I did. I talked about the Breakfast Club, and then I also talked about in general outside of those two right, things. Which I really didn't even. Well, the Breakfast Club. You can't talk about that without talking about the initial question. The no, and then I said, now we're just talking in general about dating on the basis of job title, money, and things like that. Yeah, and I made it, and I made a blanket statement that said correct. If and you're- I was trying to agree with you what you said about you would date someone that was unemployed because money is just money or vice versa. And I, my point about that is adding and agreeing with Lindsay too. She said that there are other factors that are important, like motivation. You not want, don't want to date somebody that's lazy. Right. Just because you're unemployed doesn't mean you're not motivated. You're lazy. You can't exactly. break it down to a job as well. That's what I'm saying. You can't break it down to a job to say, oh, would you date a bus driver? That's a stupid-ass question. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it was correct. Because the bus, what does a bus driver mean? It was a nuanced conversation. Yeah. So that's why I didn't want to talk about the bus driver <laughs> specifically anymore. Well, um, we need to, because that was the question that brought us to this place. Listen, I'm definitely... I'm trying to get away from the point. As someone who works for the phone company... I know a lot about the MTA and what these dudes make. They they can make really great money. I make really great money. Yeah, they can make up um, to $200,000. But there are levels, they levels to everything. You know what I mean? And once again, Ebony did not say um, on the initial interview that she would not date a bus driver her answer was, if he owned the company. So she didn't say, I ain't dating no bus driver. They ain't shit. She didn't say that. She said, if he owned the company, because but she then she titled that podcast episode. Went on that podcast. This is the point I'm trying to drive home. It got a little crazy because they started out with her going to the white car, 
the White House Correspondents' Dinner and as an accomplished woman, the spaces she's in, sort of intimating that she has to be with a motherfucker that's on her level. So that's why, right, and it's not necessarily wrong, but that's where it got slightly elitist and classist, but that was due to the backlash she received because of the initial interview and it spilled over into the breakfast club and then people took they took yes. um, her to task about that because on the on the um podcast it was a different energy than what she was show, like showing with Iyanla she wasn't giving all that to Iyanla Iyanla for every question that Ebony had, Iyanla was able to answer um, with clarity and assurance and confidence, which mm-hmm. made Ebony take it down and step back and actually think about what she was saying to her. Right. That's the whole point. People are missing the whole point of the first interview. It got ugly by the time she got to the breakfast club. I, I think we got the origin. I think we got the origin. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know I know very well about that. Like, especially somebody like me who was working for the phone call. I've been making money since I was 19. Steady paycheck every week since I was 19. I didn't graduate from college, but I wasn't going to, in in my estimation, I wasn't going to date anybody that, at the time, I'd say when I was younger, I didn't want to date anyone that wasn't employed. They didn't necessarily have to make a bunch of, well, I can't speak <laughs> to that because I dated so many drug dealers. But, um, <laughs> but they was making money. Maybe I'm not the right person to say that. No, but I'm, I'm just saying when, when, I, when I was dating, well, when I, in my 30s, when I really thought about dating and what I wanted my partner to have. Like I wanted us to be equal, mm-hmm. you know, on the same level, financially, um, mentally, sexually, all of that. So that's what I was thinking of. And I don't, I don't think, you know, um, I do think there is this thing with black women that we're always asked to lower our standards, but Iyanla made a very critical point about the measurement um, with which men in our society, especially black men, especially considering the, um, you know, trauma plus slavery and how they're treated in the world. Sometimes that measurement, the way we react to them it's not in alignment. And that, she said, that is the disconnect. That is what people aren't getting. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily just about lambasting people who are, you know, putting in an honest day's work or, you know, statistical things about women um, owning more houses, um, being more educated, the spaces that women are in now. Mm-hmm. The, first of all, we need to talk about those statistics that um, Ebony was talking about because they were kind of staggering, like 23 percent 
of households are run by single women. 80% of those women are black women. Mm -hmm. I think that's how the statistic went. Yeah. So, Houston, we got a problem. Black women, pick your men any way you want to. Yeah. And listen to someone who has successful relationships under their belt in order to determine. If I do want to also have to listen to somebody. I do want to also point out that Iyama's husband died. <laughs> well, trans, let's say transition. But... She has experience. She's an older woman and she knows of what she speaks. I ain't talking about her. Oh, okay. Well, she did talk a little bit about how her husband um, refused treatment and, you know, whatever. Black women, um, there are a lot of gems to take away from this conversation, especially the broader conversation. Um, you know, I think what we're missing here is we can point out some things that are harmful to our community without necessarily belittling people and occupations and what they do. We can, like, things can exist all at the same time. They can. Um, we can also point out things that hurt, you know, like um, the fact that women are making strides in, in you know, in education. Um, in HB, HBCUs, I think it was pointed out that for every one black man that attends, two black women are attending. Something like These that. statistics yeah. are not cute. And yeah. To speak, and it, I mean, Ebony was really saying it like you're you're thinking you're gonna come home, bring home C's and D's, and like it's all really about a skill set, right? And you know, for some people, they don't want to expand, and they hit a ceiling with their skill set, and they're okay with that. Stagnant. But I think she was, we shouldn't be okay with that. We should be. We should want to um, break Continue to grow. Mm. Yes. Continue to grow. Really think about things like generational wealth. Because if we're having the conversation about generational wealth, general, generational wealth is about breaking barriers. And it, it is about exposing yourself to things. You know, they also talked about people not having the proper resources. You know, not knowing that they could break out of the confines of what one would consider, I guess, a mundane existence or an average paying job or even a low That's wage. That's a big one. Job. That's a big one. You know, not having adequate resources. Mm -hmm. It's an it's a broader, nuanced conversation. It transcends dating a bus driver or who Ebony K. Williams is dating, or who Aunt Iyana Van Zandt would date. It's really a larger question. But this also aligns with a conversation we've had before, too, about dating culture and how many people yes. leave of what do you do for a living so soon. Um, this is why people um, 
don't really feel comfortable with that question. And be, it, it does happen to lead us. Absolutely. <laughs> there is a judgment put upon There's a judgment. You. There's a judgment put upon Conversations you. like this, <laughs> where like, I'm a bus driver, so and no, I, I will think, not. You, 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 should know, be proud of, you should be proud of whatever you do. If you wait tables, you should be proud of that shit. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you, you know, I, I just happen to think that this, you know, it's just, people are just, I saw someone on Twitter say, I can think of hundreds of better questions to ask in the first five minutes than what do you do for a living? Um, yeah. And he said, so I don't have them with me. I wish I would have screenshot them. But, but they were also, great questions. But also, it's just a part of who you are. I mean, it's not, it doesn't define you. So if it does you, not define you. If you use that answer to to tell you you know, about the person, then, you know, it's just. <clears throat> it's also to remind you that yeah. you're more than just your job title. Or career or, or career. accomplishments. You know, when I people know. are out here, yes, you have the job title, but that doesn't limit um, the, the things that you know, your knowledge. Um, it doesn't limit your dreams, your passions. It's, uh, you know how many people out here have one job, but they doing some other shit on the side, side hustling? So, <laughs> so um, a job title is just a very small aspect of who you are, how you think, what you care about. so many other things that you can what talk about. What you're passionate about. <laughs> Does your job title really even tell you really anything about who you are? No. It's you know, people. A little bit. A little bit. Well, it, it depends on whether you have a career or not. Like that's all. If people have careers, it tells you a little bit about, but it's still not. But what do I really? All own? of what you are. There are, you are there are um lawyers that are assholes, and there are lawyers that are smaller assholes. <laughs> but then there are doctors that are assholes. There are doctors that are compassionate and caring. Like there's so much more to the story. <laughs> How do you think? What is your psyche like? What, who are you mentally? Now, atheist doctors, there are some that are religious. Like, it, again, like your job title really doesn't tell you the, the meat and potatoes of who a person is. It really doesn't. <laughs> well, not to me anyway. And I think people just use it as leverage to see what we qualify like, quantify they use right? it as a litmus test it's a litmus test to see whether you're above or below them and i'll tell you this i know a lot of people mainly a lot of men who make a lot of fucking money who really don't give a shit about what you do because they got it they got it so uh, i think like I, I think that type of thinking actually may hurt women more <laughs> because the type of women that I think a lot of women that lead with they want the men with in position and in power. Those men in, in positions and power, we don't give a fuck about what you do. Mostly. <laughs> a lot of them don't, in my opinion. I know a lot of them opting out to go for the women that just look like good that look cute. <laughs> They're not even dating Ebony's. They 
especially the black men, they get to. I hate to say it. They're not even looking for Ebony. And Ebony is fabulous, a fabulous black woman. They ain't even looking for her, child. Yeah. You trying to date on position, the the men with the positions and the money you're talking about. It's an entirely different conversation. I don't know if she's fabulous or not. But all I know is she's an accomplished woman. All I know is I want my black women to want whatever you want, just like everybody else wants whatever they want. And that's all it comes down to. Now, if you have to sit there and judge a bitch for what, what she wants, judge her. But See don't... how far I get to you. <laughs> <laughs> See how far I get you. See how far I get you. Yeah, but black people always policing people. <laughs> Listen. Always policing each other. I said what I said. I'm going to do what I do regardless okay. and chase after a man that looks like me. <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do oh, with me. We know that. That ain't say shit about what I'm going to do. But no. Uh... <laughs> Not one damn thing. Anyway. Um, yes. That conversation is very nuanced. Um, and it can, as you see, stir up a lot of passion. Um, but as you, that's why social media was divided the way that it was because mm-hmm. it, it kind of, and actually, Ebony led with, she's like, I'm not gonna lie, when you said what you said, I felt like a hit dog was hollering, I felt attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she and then Yama countered with, I was also a masculine, like a man in a skirt. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. And she said, I was not a good mother, but I was a great father. <laughs> oh, look, let me laugh like yelling. Ah, ah. <laughs> the interview was really good. I I really um I really would um suggest everyone if you can, it's only like 20 minutes. Take a look and take a listen. It's very interesting. Don't watch that. Ebony gets vulnerable on there. Don't watch that breakfast clip interview. Yeah, and Ayanla, neighbor, I love, I love you, girl. You know that, don't you? I love my my neighbor in Silver Spring. But I, I but I can, but I can point the finger at you and tell you when you black ass, dead ass wrong. (laughs) And no matter what these two bitches say, you are. But guess what? Not that even means, like layers means, and percentage dead wrong, 100% wrong? Nah. I'm just asking so I can make them know exactly the state. Like, is it like 80% wrong, 100% wrong? She knew where she was back in Ebony too. She does it all the time with those vapid assholes that was on the show that she had before. Right. You know and doing. it was nothing like I that. Know the, I know the formula. This is, this is, <sighs> you, don't, you don't have to have a rebuttal. This is this is this is my this is my thing. Yala fix my life is gone. Yes, it is. But because of it, I know her. I know her recipe. Would you date a bus driver? <laughs> you, you would. Would you? <laughs> but you know what? I'm with that the shit. I'm with. I'm with. I'm with the shit though. You know, I I ain't mad at my sister Lindsay, but she get on my fucking nerves tonight. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. 
We'll be over it by tomorrow. I'm already over it. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. No. Because it's Ayanda. It's, yes, it's not even my personal And Ayanda is terribly controversial and a little bit problematic at times. Not in this instance. I disagreed with her two days ago, a couple of days. It's a few things that we were like posting in our groom chat. I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> remember when we when they did have that soundbite? If you don't mind me sharing this, when, when we originally saw that small clip, you was like, I don't know if I agree with Yala on here. Who? Um, Lindsay? Lindsay said that. The, she was like, um, Ebony is an accomplished woman. She can request this. Why do women, black women, have to look? I again? had to watch the entire interview. But yes, and, and yeah, and we had posted a few clips before that. I was like, no, ma'am, Iyana, and I love Iyana. No Virgo. Yeah, there was something else I disagreed with her on, but this instance, I was like, I need to see what. Just the Virgos were Virgo in. It was Ebony. Did you say at first that you didn't want to watch the interview? Envy. Too many Virgos. It spoils it was, the dinner. Yes, yes, definitely. But um, actually, when Iyala was on the Breakfast Club, and they asked her about um, her thoughts on how do you feel about transgender people, mm -hmm. and she said, "I don't feel anything about it." Um, it's not her, my experience. Um, and she, but I like that she stuck with she doesn't know. It's fine. Okay to say you do not. There was not. no belittling. There no. was no uh, denigrating someone else's experience. There was no dismissing their experience. I don't know about it. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Well, listen. But I, I, I guess my I only I'll take that over a bitch. You um you a man. No, I'm I mean that's, that's that's an extreme. <laughs> I mean I, are... I, I think I don't don't tell something. me you a man. I think she knows something and doesn't want to comment. Yeah, but because it could be crazy. taken. Well, listen. Well, no, I, I, don't say it. She genuinely just does not know, and maybe she also. Has tried to understand and can't. What, what do they mean by that question, though? I know, right? What, what, what is that? I question? think they were trying to. They were baiting Bait her. her. They mm -hmm. were baiting the fuck out of her. But I don't. Not necessarily because the conversation was surrounding like masculine and feminine and women and men. It was very binary, and it wasn't really inclusive, in my opinion, of um, you know non-binary and genderqueer people. So. I think it was kind of a valid question to ask. But then again, we're talking about Charlemagne. But and the people Ebony. that's asking it, uh -huh. you don't even have the fucking when range. She, exactly. When she was on there with <laughs> Ebony, they were taught like it was just a different vibe. Like they were yeah. vibing. And I don't know. It was just a different vibe. Well, Young you know, all, all the Breakfast Club interviews are horrible. Well, I, don't, I don't know if I've seen one that's good. Actually. Oh, sidebar, do y'all like um because didn't they hire an official um host to replace Angela yet? Or no, they did not. Well, they know. have these two young ladies there. I don't know who they are. They have oh they just have hilarious. Podcasts. No? Well, oh yeah, just hilarious, Is but her that's there? Particular one, yeah. 
Oh, it's getting I worse. Think she is. But these two young ladies were from a podcast called Horrible Horrible Decisions. I know that podcast actually. Yeah. <laughs> they put just hilarious up there. I well, I don't know. I was I actually kind of asking. Permanent. I don't know if she's permanent either. I don't know I if hope she's not. permanent. <laughs> I don't want to see her big nostril ass up there. <laughs> oh my god. She's fucking trying it. Why now? Why you have to go there? Just like now, why am I? And she's a homophobe and a transphobe. That's what she is. Yeah. Damn. Well, Speaking she fits of... right in up there. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. One more thing. Because since we're talking about transphobia, did y'all see the news about um the trans woman that was in um a W? I mean, it's YMCA bathroom. Lo- I'm sorry, locker fit locker room. Um, she was undressing, and then someone trying to um, sue her for sexual assault. Did y'all see that? Yeah. Th- okay. Um, and the charges were dropped. Um, the judge decided that it couldn't be the case. Um, and because she was too big. <laughs> I was trying to leave that part out. Because she was too goddamn big, and the food pile was covering the gen- genitals. <sighs> But there was also someone else, like they had like a witness to corroborate her her with uh, her account. Um, it was a lot. People are <laughs> people. Are the strengths okay? No. When I saw that the lady that was accusing her, one of the ladies was like, she wrote her a letter. She's like, "Yes, I knew she misgendered the lady." I've I've known that person for a long time. Yeah, she was going in. She was like, She's I know by by her dead name. Yes. Um, and for the last, then actually wrote wrote her a letter talking about she was praying for them. I've been praying like, for you the, for in the last six months more than I ever have in the last twenty two years. I'm looking, <laughs> bitch. If you don't get. I wish the fuck somebody would write me a letter. Man, I've been praying for you. You can shove your prayer right up your ass. I want to say something, but I ain't going to say it. I want to say a lot of things, but I don't want to get canceled. Exactly. Sometimes that lady was nice. trying it. She was trying to non transphobic. I don't even know what you call that. Transmesia. Just a really despicable person. Yes. And then here come him come the man talking about. He's like, what are, What are your thoughts when people are going to criticize you all for being transphobic? He's like, Well, I believe in the Bible and I believe in two genders. And, uh, you know, I also understand mental illness. Uh, can I add that y'all are real selective from when y'all think mental illness actually exists? Yes. <laughs> oh, now it exists. Black people. <laughs> now it exists. I don't have time. Y'all feel my fucking nerves. Anywho, any last words that my lovely two co-hosts would like to add to the conversation a good off their titties no um, so, swallow us um nope. 
if you're not gonna if you're gonna be in the DC area for Pride to a Memorial Day weekend, I encourage you all to come. It's known as um Garcon Weekend. We will be hosting a party at Echo Stage that yeah. Saturday, an all-white party. No, uh, we love them pride. Come the fuck out. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Also a reminder that I will be giving out a free ticket. Free. Emphasis on free and emphasis on ticket because you're not getting a flight to DragCon on Friday and Saturday. Friday what? Friday the 12th? Wait, what is it? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yes, Friday, May 12th. Now. Um, and Saturday, May 13th. Free admission. So your ticket is for both days? I have, yes. I have a Word. free ticket for both days. Word. I Word. might have two. Dun, huh? dun, dun. Oh, word. Really? I do got two. So, yeah. But in order to get the ticket, you know you're going to have to give me a five-star review, right? You know you're going to have to subscribe to my YouTube channel, right? Yes. I ain't just giving out free shit to be giving exactly. out free shit. And Doja Cat has just announced the name of her new album. First of all. Absolutely. That's the name of it? Yep. <laughs> She's a weirdo. Follow us at HTS underscore podcast <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. If you like what you hear, buy us a motherfucking pill on Buy Me a Coffee. Yes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Hard to Swallow Podcast. And then please, please, please give us a five-star review on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Go check out Lyrical Mars video on Lyrical Mars YouTube channel. And yeah, that's all I have for you, Swallowers. And until Yay. next time. <sighs> what? Good, 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 good. Uh, sucking the dick of a bus driver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know a bus driver got at least 10 to 12 inches. I can't. I've done that before. He's been sitting down all day. I'm going to make him get up. And if, he just, and if he didn't drive a bus, fucking get into it, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! If he can drive a bus, then I'ma ride him. Uh, yeah. What song is that? So, I don't know. I just made that up. Oh. But uh, good night. Yeah. Well, good, good night, night, everyone. Bye.